one. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is the Stratford Sessions, the Man United podcast. We bring you on the upper tier. Joining me tonight for a match reaction and player ratings, Leeds United to Manchester United for kind of a happy Manchester United fan, I would imagine, but plenty to talk about in this match reaction. Darren, how are you, my man? I'm all right, buddy. I'm just sipping on the old uh, frozen mojito here. It tastes great. Oh, very um, nice. This is, this is just to cool me down after what I had to endure earlier on. No problem at all. Where do we begin with this? First of all, I'd like to say, listen, congrats, well. to, congrats to both teams <laughs> well. and all the fans for enduring that well. basically a storm. Where will, we, where will we begin with this, Noel? Let's, let's start telling a story here about a little boy who decided he wanted to play football. And that little boy just wasn't good enough. He didn't quite make the grade. So what he decided was he'd become a little referee and he would ruin football matches for not only the 22 lads in there, but for everyone watching in the stadium and for the millions and millions and millions watching <laughs> at home. Paul Tierney, hang your head in shame. The FA, the Premier League, get this kid off the roster, send them to League One, send them to Championship, send them somewhere, but do not send them to a Premier League ground next week. He was absolutely abysmal, abysmal. And that's not as a United fan, that's as a football fan. Anyone okay. that watches our podcast knows when, when, you know, when United do something wrong, I'll hold my hand up. I don't mind being smacked. That's fine. But this guy was way, way, way off the standard that's expected of a Premier League referee. It, it was an interesting one insofar as because of the conditions, he started out the match letting a few things go. But then as we spoke off camera earlier, as you mentioned, because the conditions got so bad, it became dangerous. And because and dangerous because guys were being allowed to throw their bodies around like, like they were weapons. Mm. Yeah. You know? And and, and there's the, you know, and I when I, I start this off from the very first, from the very first contentious decision, which was obviously the, the Jack Harrison moment where Leeds almost scored in the first couple of minutes, where there's a stamp on Aaron Mine Basaka's foot which he waves away and, and you know, the ball gets whipped into the, the back stick there and Harrison hits the half volley and it just misses. From that very moment, I knew it was going to be a long day, but it just rolled and rolled and rolled. Like, look at the boy Robin Coke. Like, I know there's no intent from Scott McTominay, but, and as Mark, I'm sure will attest to, on the mashup tomorrow night, there is something... And I, I'm not sure whether it's called aggravated force or it's, ex, it's excessive force. There's excessive force in that challenge with the boy Coke, who ends up off the pitch with a concussion in the end. Because as he sat down on the ground and made the, the signs to the physios and the doctors, he went, there's flashing lights. Yeah, it's kind of, it was, it was, I was thinking when that happened, I was thinking of that, you know, the Snickers ad. Hi, who am I? Your coach. Yeah. And who am I? I'm Batman. <laughs> you yeah. know, that kind of moment. That's what I was thinking. Um, I did hear on commentary, though, they did say for the Jack Harrison one, they turned around and said, if he had to put the ball in the back of the net, VAR would have reviewed it and gone back and he would have deemed it a foul. So well, that, that that reiterates your point in terms of Paul Tierney, that if VAR were going to do that, it was it, very clear it was a foul. It does, but I also don't like that we have to leave it to VAR. VAR should be a last resort. Like, that's not. That's not even... That's not even 
a, a simple error. That's a massive error. Yeah, but see, and I mean, what, he's what five yeah, but, yards away. Yeah, but what they've been doing is they've been letting the play continue to allow it to bring it back. We see it even with offsides. I mean, how many times do you see a player going offside, running in a goal, gets upended by a defender, and then they put up the flag and call offside. Yeah. So we know, we know eventually with this going on, eventually someone's going to end up with a broken ankle or a broken foot or a broken leg. It's going to happen. It's going to happen because really they should be flagging straight away. You know what it I was, mean? There was way too many challenges. Way too many guys wading into tackles and yeah. um, that could have hurt people. Like it was, a, I, I watched, I watched the game obviously and my wife came in and watched it in the second half and she kind of, she shunned away from the TV when Junior Fairpo put the challenge in on Anthony Lange and with yeah. the scream of a Lange. Like, mm. why is that challenge going in? They're 4-2 down with a couple of minutes left on the clock. He's putting it in because he knows this ref hasn't got the balls to send me off anyway, so I can do as I please. Well, look, we we all we also know, and we did it on the preview as well. We know that there's a bite and a nastiness to this game anyway. So that coupled with a clueless referee, coupled with horrific conditions, coupled with the pressure on both sides, lead struggling near the bottom. You's still trying to maintain that top four race. Everyone around you kind of winning. You had already predicted already that you felt West Ham would fall away and it looks like you're going to get that right. It's starting to happen. But the other teams, the likes of Arsenal, Spurs, we see the same. I still think Spurs. Arsenal fall away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I still but still think I mean, Arsenal roll. Yeah, but I, I mean... This is, but I, I mean this ter- is United and Spurs. Yeah, but I mean in terms of the pressure on the game based on the results yeah, yeah, that you'd seen. That's what I'm coming to. So there's, there's, there's always going to be a little bit of a bite in it and a little bit of needle in it. But I, I do, I fully take your point in terms of a 4-2, it's a needless challenge. They're not now, now, having said that, I suppose the other argument is they came out in the second half and they scored two goals in, what, 35 seconds or something like that. And so, 24. Yeah, so it could happen, but it was unlikely that it was going to happen. Um, yeah. Um let let's go back to the start anyway. Um the lineups. Um you must have been delighted to see Rafina on the bench and the other boy Gellhart. Yeah, absolutely. Like I suppose the Rafinha one was a big relief, um, especially after I'd seen the United lineup. Um, because I couldn't believe we didn't have Iran involved. Now mm. I, I'm I'm making the assumption that it took him a couple of days to come back from the illness that kept him out of the game against Brighton. And I know he trained yesterday, but maybe it was his first day training. So maybe he wasn't quite 100%. Maybe you've got Atletico around the corner. If you can get through it with Maguire and, and Lindelof, you go ahead. Mm. Um, and we'll get to the boys later on. Mm. Um, but that was a slight worry for me. I think, um, obviously, he brought Juan Basaka back. Um, again, I think it's with one eye on Tuesday, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. I, don't think if we've, I don't think if we haven't got a midweek game in the Champions League, I don't think Wambasaka plays. I think Dalo has played an awful lot of football recently. Mm. And I think he thought, you know what? I, I think I need to give this kid a little break here if I can. Yeah, absolutely. And what about Jay Lings? Yeah, like I was I was fine with seeing Jesse start the game. Mm. Um, I think Marcus has been poor. We've mentioned that maybe there's there's one eye on what's going on with his knee. But I was okay with, with Jesse starting. I don't think we necessarily played to Jesse's strengths. Um and I think he kind of got isolated at times out on that right side. Mm. Um, I know he, they swapped a couple of times with him and Sancho. Again, I thought Sancho was excellent. Um, really, really excellent. Was was my man of the match. Um, and I know Gary Neville gave it to him as well. I just think now he's starting to look like the guy we bought. 
Um, but from the lineup point of view, I was okay with it. I thought we'd enough. I was absolutely delighted with the Rafinha thing and um, with him not starting. Um, and then obviously playing with the with the false nine, really, because you know Dan James is not a striker, is he? And Rodrigo played way too deep. Yeah, you know, to be to me out now. It was kind of like it was as if the conditions suited Leeds, though, didn't they? Because United, United are head and shoulders above Leeds in terms of man for man and stuff like that. When you yeah. look at it, um, but the conditions was kind of a little bit of a leveler, especially in the first half an hour. Um, it was kind of back and forth, but Leeds were kind of never in the first half, really, were they? No, I mean, other than maybe the the opportunity of Harrison that missed, mm. you know, the Hay doesn't do a whole lot in that first half. Yeah. Little or nothing. Um, we had the game under control. It was all about when we were going to score, not if for me. I mean, obviously, the boy Meslier, who we spoke about during the week, made a great save from Ronaldo. Yeah. Very close home. Point, um, blank, yeah. point blank, you know, it's a good stop. I still think he should score. I think Pogba's ball as good as it was. I think Ronaldo got a little bit ahead of it, maybe. Um, but I think Pogba can't get the ball there in the other way because he actually puts the ball through the defender's legs. So he's, you know, he's working with a limited, limited space and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the first half we were very good, and it was great to get that second goal before half time. And at that stage, I kind of thought, all right, we've got a foot through the door here, you know. Yeah, I was looking at the two goals, and we've often spoke on the podcast when we do the previews and stuff like that about that that defence for Leeds. And we had mentioned that the boy Cooper was out and it might be upside, but it really wasn't. I was looking at the Maguire goal and I don't know, I think it was Lorente who was marking him, wasn't it? And I just don't know what he was thinking. He was he was more concerned with mauling him than he was about doing anything with the ball. And then I noticed then Maguire had a second chance again for another corner and they had switched over to Strook. And when Strook, he did the exact same thing as well. And it was on Pogba this time. And, and, and actually, they spoke about it on commentary. And then I went and had a little dig around after the game. Mm. And Leeds play a man-to-man marking uh, system when they defend corners. So they go man-to-man and they have a zonal player in that six-yard box, which most of the time today was Rodrigo. But like, and as Gary Neville spoke about on commentary, if you go man-to-man, if you know you bring forward two players and you have two players to mark them, that creates an awful lot of space in the box. Do you know what I mean? Because you only need to get a little bit of space and all of a sudden you're in on it. Because we were sending up three, maybe four to push. And it looked like we were going to get on the end of every ball that we put in the box. Now, don't forget, it's like some ridiculous stat that he spoke about after the games at 100 and something. 140. Uh, 140. Corners since we've scored. Yeah, 140. So that's how poor we are at this. So that must tell you how poor leads are with the zonal in the six yard and the man-to-man on the on the kind of penalty spot. And then for me, and I have to mention it, and I don't like doing it because goalkeepers union and all like that, the boy Meslier was absolutely lost for the Maguire goal. He took steps out, he got to the six-yard box, he stopped, and then the header was hit and it was by him and he were like, that's an empty net, what happened there? You know, it was really poor. Yeah, I think one thing we need to highlight on the boy as well, I know he's very young as well and stuff like that. And and I know at times we've protected him a little bit in our analysis because of what's in front of him. But um, his distribution today, even in those those um, conditions, I mean, I don't know what he was doing distributing the ball so high as well into that kind of weather. Why not keep it low and keep it simple? I don't know how many times you just kick the ball out of play. Like. 
Yeah, the only thing I will say is I know De Gea struggled with it as well. So the conditions obviously in the stadium weren't very conducive to playing the ball out. For me, and I spoke about it again, like my wife's not a football fan, but I was trying to explain to her, I said, we want, we want the keeper to have to kick it long. I said, because if we press well enough and the keeper has to kick it long, we're comfortable because we're going to win those headers and then we're going to turn this over and go on the attack again and we're going to create waves and waves. And that's what happened. Mm. Um, he, he tried to obviously pick people out you know, near that, near the, the halfway line yeah. on those little angles and it didn't work. And then he had to start putting the ball down the middle so that they weren't going out of play. That was food and ring for Maguire and, and Lindelof really. Like, yeah, and even absolutely. Scott McTominay at times, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I just say, I just, I always worry when people offer up possession so easily like that, you know what I mean? So, yes. um, where do we go? Let's, let's talk about, I suppose, the, the first goal with Maguire, the celebration. Yeah. Um, it was kind of, very good and then kind of tame. Um, Ronaldo went over and kind of tapped him on the head, like yeah. well, well done, little boy, or something like that. I, I wasn't sure whether he was celebrating or whether he was kind of sending a message. It wasn't your typical celebration. Well, I, I actually enjoyed Maguire's celebration, yeah. you know, I enjoyed that, I have to say. Um, and I'm, I'm not a massive, massive Maguire fan, but I don't go in on him all the time either, you know what I mean? Yeah, I roll along with him at times. But I just thought the celebration was good. I think that was as much for the fans mm. and that was as much for the Leeds fans and the boonies he was getting, you know, as anything. He was just kind of like, take that, you know. Yeah. I don't necessarily think there was angle on it for Ronaldo. Mm. I think I don't think he'd go that way on the pitch. I think if you'd have to say to Ronaldo, I think he'd tell him behind closed doors. No, I, I, th- I was thinking more the other way. I was, I was looking yeah. at Ronaldo yeah, kind yeah. of casually strolling over. Everyone else sprinted kind of over to him. Ronaldo kind of casually strolled over and then gave him the little head tap. But you know what? He doesn't he doesn't run over to anybody unless it's his own goal. Yeah, that's He's true. He's extremely self-centered. Because mm. and again, and not to harp on about it, but you know, when when she's picking stuff out when we're watching the football, you know it's obvious. Mm. And she says, he came off six minutes to go. She says, Jesus, he's not happy, is he? I said, No, he's not. Yeah. I said, he'll go off and he'll be in a strop now, even though we've won 4-2, because he hasn't got on the score sheet and your man's taken him off six minutes from the end and yeah. made him look silly. Yeah, I noticed. She, was, I, she couldn't believe She was like, Jesus Christ. I, I noticed when the coach handed him the water bottle as well. Did you see that in the dugout? He took and it he, off and put he it, it on took the it ground. Down, like as if he was taking the cokes off the press conference table. Did you see or the Pepsis or whatever it was? Yeah, the look yeah, of yeah. disgust just on put his face. It away. Didn't even put a coat on. Didn't even put a no. coat or a jacket on. Just sit there in the soaking wet jersey. Yeah. Um, came off looking like he had lost four two. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. But that's that's how egotistical the guy is. You I, know, w- that's... I, w- I wonder is he unhappy about the the apparent meeting that was had that was Maguire is the captain till the end of the season and that's it, get on with the kind of thing. I wonder was there a proper head to head in a in a room there saying you better get on with this. Well, I I still think his issue is he didn't score. Mm. I think he's that, you know. I think he's got that strop on because I think everything for him is About numbers, him. digits, and him assists, goals. You know, yeah. what did I add to my repertoire today? What yeah. did I put down on that CV? And 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 a four-two win away to Leeds isn't ending the point on his CV. That's got to be goals. That's got to be assists. That's got to be you know big moments, as we say. And, yeah. and and there was none there today from him. Yeah, the second goal, the Bruno goal, deep into yeah. uh, deep into injury time in the first half. Yeah. Um, he literally glided in and hung in the air and yeah. literally could have done a pirouette and spun yeah. around and still headed it in. 
And I was just saying a Leeds defence looking at this guy going by them like he didn't even exist. Yeah, no, I suppose the only the only thing I'll say about that is it's a really good move from back to front. Mm. You know, Lindelof obviously nicks the ball, comes out at his feet, plays the one-two with Sancho, comes back in at the defence, plays the ball out to Sancho, which I thought he'd kind of under hit. And I think that's why Sancho had to go so airborne with the ball. But mm. just that little, that got that little sandwich out, pitched it up in the middle, and Bruno was able to hang. I think the work was all done by Lindelof, I have to say. I thought the run was phenomenal because he's not necessarily a guy we would look at and think yeah. he's going to go by a few. And he did it two or three times today. There was, there was, there was, there was talk today. I don't know whether you're saying the talk today, whether um, I was listening to a couple of the fan channels during the match as well. And the talk today was could he potentially be a CDM? Lindelof? Yeah. Well, if, if, he, if he could perform the way he, he did today, Mm. Absolutely mm. But I mean The same has been said For Aaron Mambasaka Could he play as a centre-back You know That's That's been That's something that You know your fans Have been talking about That recently Because he wasn't getting A game on the right-hand side With Dallow mm. And the talk was Could he go in And could Ranić Turn him into a centre-back To play alongside Varane Yeah Because we know What he's like Man-to-man um, And if he could work In a positional sense And him not have to Then venture forward As much with the ball Would that suit him better I personally think it would suit him down to the ground. Not have to worry about venturing forward and stepping out, just staying in, sitting in there with Varane and then defend them man to man as they come in. And that's what he's good at. Yeah. So then it's interesting. Eight minutes, eight, nine minutes into the second half, we get 24 seconds of absolute. Madness. I don't even think, I don't even think it took that long, did it? Was it not in the first yeah, five minutes? No, it was 53 and 54. Was it? Okay. Yeah, it felt so, quicker. We were so poor in the to begin the second half. Yeah, it was so uh, so poor. And then I'm sure the fear from yourself was, "Here we go again." Here we well, go again. Well, I I noted downstairs, you know, um, before the goal went in, I said, "This is really sloppy." I said, "We're way off the play here." Um, I said, "Everybody's very relaxed." I said, "This game isn't over. This third goal is the decider." If, it, if Leeds score it, we have a game on. If United yeah. score it, it's dead and buried. It's over and done yeah. with. We always say 2 nils a very dangerous scoreline. Yeah, absolutely. And and I thought everyone was off the pace a little bit. And I think that's what, what possibly led to the Pogba substitution. Because until then, Pogba had been unbelievable. You know, he was very, very good at times. He had the boy Farshaw in his pocket. He went by him at will. He was our most creative player on the pitch. Mm. But after the two goals went in, and he looked very lethargic almost mm. he was strutting around throwing the arms and the shoulders and stuff and just kind of thought we need a bit more urgency in there and obviously then the change came and he brought Fred on and stuff yeah. and Alanga which which proved to be two great substitutions as they, they both get the goals you know but mm. I think again the, 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 the 10 minutes were just you know the annoying thing is that's Leeds and we're able to turn that around if that's somebody else Maybe you don't get that win, and and then you're looking and you're going like I mean look at look at the Villa game. This is this is the same thing. Yeah, this is Villa one on one. Yeah, the exact same thing. We let well, them get on top. Let well, them start getting a, a build up ahead of steam. Well, I suppose the fact that you did do it should give you confidence, and um, that you were able to come back and pick up a few more goals because you could have you could have easily wilted and lost three two. Could have. absolutely absolutely, but I I also think. <clears throat> Excuse me. I and Leeds, Leeds created, Leeds created an awful lot after that as well. I think it became more open, but I think when it came, became more open, it played into our hands. 
because the quality in the open play w- was with us. Mm. You know, we had Sancho, we had Alanga, we had Bruno, Fred, McTominay. Do you know what I mean? Ronaldo even. We didn't necessarily, you know, we weren't going in with Gerhardt and, and we, um, you know, Dan James and, and you know, it's, it's just not there for them, unfortunately yeah. for Leeds. And the, the, the disparage between the, the two sets of players is huge. And that's the league table shows you that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was it was a vital win, especially when teams around you were winning and had games in hand. So it wasn't yeah. the time to be dropping points, but it was hard fought. And um, I wonder, will it have an effect on the Atletico game? A lot of guys put in a heavy shift there today in that kind of weather. Well, um, I, th- I think you'll see a few changes. Yeah. I mean, I think Dallow will play. Mm. I think probably Tellez will play. Rashford. I think I think Maguire will play with... Um, Varane. With Varane. I think he may even play five at the back. Mm. And play Lindelof, Varane and Maguire and play the two wings backs. Play Ronaldo and Bruno will pop and play three in midfield. Fred McTominay and Pogba. Yeah, um, something like that. But yeah, but we, again, we've options, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's get into the player ratings. So let's yeah. start. David Ahe, six. Um, you know, didn't do anything fancy, but was solid. Um, when he needed to be, I suppose the goal you look at, and, and I, I had words with me with my young lad over this, you know. Um, is it a howler? I don't necessarily think it is. It was a howler of a day. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I don't think he's coughed it up. You know, I'm I, I'm I'm way more pissed off if I'm the Spurs manager yesterday with what Hugo Lloris did for the City goal mm. than what you know. Like you never imagine that ball's going to end up there. And I mean, if he if he puts that cross in a hundred times, how many times does it end up there? Yeah, the other thing I'd say as well is um, this is not the season to be given out to David De Gea in any way. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, like his performances and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Uh, six. Six, yeah. I thought he was solid without again without being flashy. Mm. Um he was okay going forward. I thought at times the his his he won a lot of balls for us, nicked the back, you know, with those gangly legs and stuff like that. Um but again, I just I just find his delivery is so so poor mm. that it, it you're gonna you're gonna find it really hard to to give him an eight or a nine ever because I don't believe you know what I mean. Yeah, and his delivery, you can't blame see, see. you can't you can't blame his delivery on the weather either. Because it's, it's he's been consistently poor in his delivery. Yeah. Um Lindelof. Give big big Vic an eight, I have to say. I thought he was very good. I thought he was very, very good. I think defensively he was good. Mm. But I really couldn't believe going forward, you know, two or three times. Strode out with the ball at his feet. Now listen, it's Leeds. There's a lot of wide open spaces. But he did well. Like he could have easily given that ball to Sancho and sat back in. He didn't. He didn't. He went on and he and he made the next move, you know, um, and, and got the ball to Sancho then to get it into yeah, it was kind of Fernandez. A, it was kind of a team today. A couple of players actually didn't share their responsibility. They actually stepped up, which was nice for you to say in the matchup. Yeah. Um, Maguire? Seven. Yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah. Again, nothing, so, nothing special. Yeah. But solid, didn't cough out and up. Um, got you know, the, no, no absolute howlers. Got the goal. Got the goal. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. And after a week of dealing with a lot of shit as well, like you know, I mean, he's had a tough old week, like you know. Yeah. Um, Shaw. Six. Yeah. Six. Um, I don't think he was great. Um, obviously no. the ball for the first goal was 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 good. Um, I've spoken about it before. I like in swinging corners. I like 
Shaw taking him from the left as a left footer because he bends the ball in. I don't like Shaw taking him from the right as a left footer because it bends away from goal. We need to get someone else to take the corners from that side. If you want to get good at something, you need to be consistent at it. And we're not. We're chopping and changing uh, corner takers based on who's having a good game and who's kicking the ball well. Like, lads, he's around 200 grand a week here. Mm. You get on the right, you go on the left, and let's get in-swingers. We all know from in-swingers, it's only the slightest little touch you need and the ball's in the back of the net. Without swingers, you need a planted header mm. to really get a ball by a goalkeeper. Yeah. I don't know why teams are persistent with it. It makes no sense to me. Very hard as well from a skill point of view if you're not going to plant a header on it to get a proper connection on it and get it on target as well. Do you know what I mean? Very, very, yeah, a, you, you, more often than not, you're going to get a slice or you're going to come across it, yeah. Um, yeah. Scott McTominay? I thought Scott was good, but I thought he sailed very, very close to the wind. Like I thought he broken off a lot of play up in that defensive midfield role yeah. um, and, and was, was striding forward with the ball. He, he's probably a lucky boy to stay on the pitch looking at everything over the course of the game. Um, I, I don't believe there's any malice with the boy uh, Robin Coke, but I think you know you've possibly given him a decision to make, and maybe he might have made a different one another day. You know. Yeah, I was thinking with him. I was thinking if this was a European toy with a European referee at a better level, and not the weather that you had the day with, he would have been gone for an early bat. There's no doubt. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, so and I was a little bit disappointed that Ralph didn't hook him on that basis because I just thought if we get down to ten men here, this could get rough. Mm. You know, and when, when I saw Varane coming on, I thought maybe he'll take McTominay yeah. Yeah. And, and push to a back five, you know, and, yeah. and he took Ronaldo and you just thought, now, by the way, Ronaldo wasn't great either. So I'm not suggesting that he should have stayed, but yeah. I just thought it would have been easier to play with Ronaldo who hadn't got a yellow. Oh, he had got a yellow, but he wasn't going to tackle anyone anyway, you know? Yeah, sometimes I think with the players, with the United players, when you look at them, instead of surrounding the ref and getting stuck into the ref, why don't you grab a few of your own players, if you're seeing your players, and sort them out? Grab Scott McTominay and say, listen, Surround cut, the it ball. Out, will you? cut it out, will you? If, if they put as much effort into going after the ball as they did the ref, we'd be unbelievable. Yeah. Bruno? Uh, sorry, I didn't give Scott a score there. Oh, sorry. Set seven. Seven. Big score. Yeah. I would have marked them down just one, I'd say. That's all, okay. but, not, but not much in the difference. Uh, Bruno? Yeah, I think seven for Bruno as well. Um, you know, he's he's involved. He's obviously scores the goal. He's involved in in the in the goal to make it four two as well. You know, mm. but I think I think a lot of our energy comes from Bruno. You know, I think he's our he's our man that you see stepping them up the pitch. You can see him. He has the two hands. He's trying to bring them forward. He's the guy that starts that press. Yeah, and um, because obviously Ronaldo doesn't tend to start it, and he's the guy. He's the guy that's trying to get guys to to have a have a nibble and have a bite and try and get involved. You know, I think he's a super leader on the pitch. I have to say, mm. now there are times when the petulance and the getting in the ref's face do annoy me. He needs to cut that out a bit, doesn't he? That ref crap. There's he, a time. There's a time for it, but what happens is he's developing. He goes. Yeah, he's, he's developing a, a consistency for, for it. Yeah, and it'll Absolutely. go against him. You know. Yeah, yeah, because you see, you see, Rafinha, Rafinha runs in and he gets booked for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Bruno, he's kind of skating on it, and it will cost him eventually. Eventually, you'll get a ref and go, "Fuck you," kind of thing. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. Of you. Pogba. Um. Yeah, like I thought, Pogs was good. I have to say, I, I was I was shocked to see him get hooked when he got hooked, but I understood it based on the fact that he looked like the most lethargic out there. He looked yeah. like you know he was. He was almost ready to start nutmegging people. He was showboat. And you just thought, that's not what we need here it's not on the this pitch, day. Not the pitch or the conditions for it. Absolutely. No. Um, and yeah. I'm going to give Pogba a six, I think. 
based on you know the, the the great work he did in the first half, but not last of the game because of how poor he was when he came out in the second half. Yeah, there's been a level of consistency for him, isn't there, in his performances since he came back? But I'd say being yeah. out injured for that length of time, it does catch up on you eventually. And I'm sure he'll be vital on, I think it's Wednesday you're playing, isn't it? I don't think it's Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah, yeah. It's I'd say them. it's yeah. Wednesday. Oh, yeah. you're right. No, it is. Yeah. It has to be Wednesday, Wednesday because yeah. it's a Sunday thing. Yeah. Jesse Lingard? Um, I gave Jesse a five. Yeah, he was poor today, wasn't he? Didn't was get into poor, it all. Yeah. yeah, he was, have to say. Mm. Yeah. Amazing when you get an opportunity, you don't take. Although the conditions were horrific, they um, were. And and I think you know, if we look at a lot of the good games he played last season for West Ham, they were on decent pitches where they could move the ball at speed. Because I think that plays into his hands. Mm. Today was not that game for him, and uh, and I think he found it tough. You know, yeah, Sancho, and um, eight. He's my he's my star man. Yeah, man. Um, he's very very good man of the match. Um, you know, there's obviously there's, there's the two assists, you know, but there's the all round play. I yep. mean, he went by three of the lads on the touchline where the ball nearly went out. But I don't know if you've seen that part, and yep. just the skip by the liner when the liner waved him on that he was still in play, mm. you know. And he got the ball into to uh, he got the ball, he came in and he actually waited, and it was for a Langa. He pushed the ball to a Langa, a Langa side foot of that Meslier. Mm. That should have been a goal. It was a super piece of yep. work from Sancho. He's involved in the goals. He, uh, you listen, I keep harping on about it, but he's starting, he's really torn the corner. He's not starting to turn the corner. He's he also, really torn in the corner at United. He delivered the push pass to Fred as well, didn't he? He did. He did it yeah. was a lovely lay. He took the inside on He could have took it himself, like, but he pushed past it to Fred to open it up, yeah? Well, he, he, took, he, took, he took the shoulder on the right-hand side to mm. make it look like he was faking the shoot and then popped the ball outside and, and created a bit of space. And it was a super finish by Fred. Yeah. What about Fred and Alanga? Um, do we? Did you miss Ronaldo? Uh, oh, sorry, Ronaldo. Yeah, five, five. Yeah, yeah I thought he was very poor. I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, and I spoke about it again. You know, I feel like I'm harping on at times. When he doesn't score goals, he gives us nothing. He was that he good. He was that good today that I missed him. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah Fred on Fred on Alanga. Tough. Fred was super when he came on. Yeah, bit of energy. Um, bit a lot of energy. Um, really took control of that midfield, got the press much higher up the pitch, and um, obviously scored the goal and uh, created a couple of moments as well. I think he did really, really well when he came on. Mm. Um, just because of the time he played, um, I'll give him a six, but I think he did really well. Yeah, I would have given him a seven. Alanga? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, again, um, took the goal well. But yeah, very similar. I think Fred probably had a bigger impact than Alanga did. Mm. Um, for me, I probably, you're probably right. We probably should give Fred the seven. And then I'll give Alanga the six. He was just, he wasn't just quite at it the way Fred was, but he did put in a much better shift than Jay Lings did. So we have to give the kid a pat on the back for that. Yeah, of course. And Varane coming on, there's no need to give him a right. And he wasn't on there long enough. He was only on for about tactical, seven or eight minutes. So yeah. tactical more than anything. Well, listen, pleasure having you on. Top four races on big time without a shadow of a deal. It's yeah. um, really, really tight there at the moment, especially with teams having games in hand. The only it's, thing I would say is those games in hand, can be very, very difficult at times. You know, there's yeah. no guarantee of points. No, I'm I'm happy enough now that, to be honest with you, that we've gotten points on the board. Yeah. You know, and and started to get a little roll going, build a little confidence. There's two wins on the bounce, six yeah. goals we scored. Mm. You know, it, it's starting to look a lot better, and mm. um, we're not coughing up as many chances as we have. Mm. You know, other than that, ten to fifteen minute period today, yeah, we had things under control. 
Yeah. Um, and, and and especially with a tough march ahead. I mean, you have a tough march. Yeah, ahead. we've tough. We've couple of games that are mm. that are giveaways. I think the Leeds and maybe we've a Wofford game at home yeah. and stuff like that. But after that, we've got two Atleticos and we've a Liverpool, a City, and a Spurs. The Spurs game is obviously going to be massive. That's a six pointer. You yeah. beat Spurs, you can put a bit of daylight between us and them. But again, we're still looking over at Arsenal. We're hoping that their striking woes continue. You know, um, they just managed to get over the line yesterday, obviously, with the late uh, Brentford goal. Yeah. Um, but they need to start taking opportunities as well because, I mean, that game should have been dead and buried before Brentford scored and put themselves in an, an opportunity of getting a draw over. Yeah, Lacazette is, is looking like his age at this stage, isn't he? Um, Lacazette really looks, like, looks like he was tape cassette that he yeah. left in the 1990s and he still hasn't made it back. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, pleasure having you on. This is the Shreffer Sessions over there on the Upper Tier on YouTube. So head over there, smash the subscribe bell notification. This has been your match reaction and player ratings. Leads to Man United 4. We will look forward now. We'll be dropping previews, by the way, as well of the Champions League. Don't worry about that. They'll be coming up this week, no doubt about it. And um, should be really interesting to see how they fare out, especially after a tough day at the office today. Till next time, my friend, a pleasure. Thanks, pal. Paul Tierney, if you're listening, don't hang up your whistle. You're a failure in life, pal. <laughs>